the world we know is changing. I'm Moira Gunn, and welcome to Biotech Nation. Today on Tech Nation, with the World Health Organization recognizing that long COVID is a reality, how is the biotech community, which gave us COVID vaccines, responding? I speak with Dr. Jeffrey Cleland, the president and CEO of Ashvatha Therapeutics. He talks about their drug development efforts to relieve long COVID. It affects 30% of those who contracted COVID, 70% of those who needed the ICU. And now, Dr. Jeffrey Cleland. So many of us are now concerned about long COVID. There wasn't a definition for many, many months, if not years. I understand the World Health Organization has now officially come out with a definition. What is that? That's correct. It's actually now three months after you've had the infection. If you've had two months of persistent cognitive loss, um, loss of breath, inability to breathe, or in any kind of fatigue, and can't be diagnosed with any other symptoms, that's considered long-haul COVID. Do we know how many people have long-haul COVID? Based on retrospective data now, they're projecting that 30% of people that have had any type of infection have a chance of having long-haul COVID. 70% of the patients that have been in the ICU have a chance of long-haul COVID, so they're projecting that millions of people probably will have some form of long-haul COVID. That would be millions. That would be millions. But we can't predict who's going to get it. No. No, unfortunately. That's sort of a circumstantial. It, ha- it was so bad you were in the ICU. That's, That's a not pretty a high probability, though. Seventy percent of the patients in the ICU. So. Yeah, that that is not a yeah. uh, that's not a symptom. That's a circumstance. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's an environment. Yeah. Who's looking into this? Unfortunately, there's not many trials going on at all right now. But we're really focused on this because we think that it's going to be an epidemic, and we really have a, a unique drug that could target very specifically the disease process, especially the chronic inflammation that's present. It's one thing to say, well, I I have this brain fog or I have any number of, of aspects of long-haul COVID, but what's going on in my body? What's going on is uh, we believe is chronic inflammation is present. After the virus has cleared your body, your inflammatory immune cells don't shut off. They're still active. They're attacking your tissues. They're attacking your brain. And so you constantly feel fatigue. You have shortness of breath. You have brain fog. You have all these side effects because these active, reactive inflammatory cells have not shut off. It seems to me it hasn't been around long enough to understand, well, will it shut off? How long will it take? We don't know a lot about this. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. And that's why there's been so many studies following these patients. And there's clinics now set up all over the United States and all these academic institutions that were treating COVID patients that were in their ICUs that are now coming back into what we call long-haul COVID uh, clinics and being monitored. But they're always asking, is there a treatment for me? And there isn't anything for them, unfortunately. We're talking about inflammation, and this is inflammation in the brain? It's inflammation in the brain, but also other parts of the body, including your lungs and other parts of your tissues that cause you to have fatigue. Um, so anything fatigue. that is causing you to have the long-haul COVID, I mean, your symptoms, that is where the problem exactly. lies. Right. So uh, how do we treat it? Well, our approach is to actually uh, very specifically target those reactive inflammatory cells and turn them off. They've been turned on chronically after the virus, and the virus is gone, and now they won't shut off. If you think about leaving your lights on in your house 
we want to turn those lights off. And so that's the idea behind our therapy is to turn those lights off. So now you're back to normal and you don't have that persistent fatigue, shortness of breath, or the brain fog. Well, in relative terms, it's relatively easy to get to the lungs. It's relatively easy to get to a lot of your tissues, but it's really difficult to get to the brain. That's correct. Do we have a drug that will treat this? What will? How do we treat it? There are drugs that can treat it. Um, the drug that we selected is actually one that's known to actually have a, a significant effect in shutting down reactive inflammatory cells, but it has to be given in enormous doses, and it's not very effective. It doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. And so when we couple that to our nanomedicine, we can actually deliver it across the blood-brain barrier. We can shut down very selectively just these reactive inflammatory cells, not only in the brain, but throughout the entire body. So when you say nano, that means really teeny tiny to me. That's exactly so right. <laughs> that's just it. It's like, we're going to take the medicine. <laughs> we're going to attach it to our little little guys that we know can get into the brain. Exactly. So you might be fine treating it in other areas of your body. But if you want to get into the brain and this thing we call brain fog, mm-hmm. which is a result, right. you've got to have a way to get in. Right. All right. It's so like a guided missile. It's a guided mm. missile. It's a really teeny tiny <laughs> missile that goes, okay, yeah. we're going exactly. for there and yeah. we're getting across to the brain. Now, obviously, you've got to test this. I understand you're in phase two. That's the mid of the phase one, two, three trifecta. Phase two, you're you're in patients. Tell us about what what are the phase two study or studies? What patients are you dealing with? All of those things. So we're going into the sickest patients first. So these are the patients that have severe COVID. They're in the ICU. They have very few options for treatment. In our first part of our study, we demonstrated a doubling of survival of those patients, even though it was a small study. And more importantly to the brain fog question, we were able to show that a biomarker of that brain fog was significantly reduced and returned to normal from one dose of the therapy. So we're hoping we can translate that into long-haul COVID patients as well. If I understand what you just said, this uh, delivery of an approved drug into the brain actually reduced the symptoms that they were experiencing that sent them to the ICU. Mm-hmm. That's correct, yes. And so it, it becomes a treatment. As you were, right, you were right. looking at long-haul COVID, and, and it almost became a, a treatment in a sense. And then you could see that, in fact, the inflammation was reduced. Yes, yes, we could see that. Yes. You got a lot of work yeah. to do here. Yes. <laughs> now, now, what are you going to do? You got, you break this down into first. We're going to check this, and we're going to check this. What are you going to check? Now? So the next thing is to go into just the long haul patients. So the ones that have this chronic inflammation, you know, the reactive inflammatory cells, and it's going to be a very rapid to enroll trial because, as I mentioned, there's potentially millions of patients that have this long haul as defined by WHO. And so, if we can enroll that quickly and show that it's beneficial, uh, we'll look forward to having discussions with FDA about moving quickly towards approval. Sometimes you have to get in there early to intervene. Once the long-haul symptoms have been set in and, and you've got these, these active inflammatory immune cells turned on high, if you will, mm-hmm. is there a chance they can't be turned off? Do we know that yet? So we don't know in, in humans yet, but we do in animals, and we've done quite a bit of work in multiple different animal models. And whenever there's an acute affection, infection and we treat with our therapy, it is like a light switch. Animals that normally would die, once they're treated, they survive. And so it, it really is if we can flip that switch off and turn those cells back to what they should be doing, which is protecting us instead of attacking us, then actually it, it is very successful. So you got some real science Real science to to do here. But let's remember that you're in the uh, nanomedicine 
delivery market. <laughs> right. We're, you're really about this. What other kinds of medicines could you deliver to do what? So we have a second program that's also in a, a mid-stage phase two trial to treat the back of the eye disease uh, with a, a dose actually that's like an insulin injection instead of a needle in the eye, which is how they're all currently treated. Ooh. Because now it selectively targets the back of the eye and you don't have to worry about injecting it directly in the eye. And we are, we're already shown that it's extremely safe and we can shut down neovascular. Well, the the problem with the eye, which is this vasculature that forms in the back of the eye. And if we could shut that off, we could actually prevent people from going blind. So I like this. Rather than injecting it where it has to go, which we've lived with since we had injections, you are able to put on the front of the medicine, your nanomedicine part, uh, here's where you go. There's the roadmap. Get over there. So you can just do it in your arm. Right. Right. Oh, I can think of everything. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of other medicines. Yes. yes. There's a lot of other things yeah. going on. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for coming in. And I must say, uh, this is really important. I hope you come back and keep us updated. Thank you very much for your time. I, I look forward to it. Dr. Jeffrey Cleland is the president and CEO of Ashvatha Therapeutics. Ashvatha is spelled Ash, A-S-H, that, V-A-T-T, ha, that's Ashvatha Therapeutics. More information is available at avttx.com. Listen to more biotech podcasts at biotechnation.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Biotech Nation is a regular feature of the weekly public radio program, Tech Nation. Listen to the full show via podcast or on your local public radio station. For Biotech Nation, I'm Moira Gunn.